do you want with me? My name's Coffin. LaBelle Coffin is my little sister. LaBelle? Shooting smack at 11, and you got her out of you dirty shame. Please. Please. Her whole life is gone. She can never get it back. And you're living real good. That ain't right. It ain't right. So go on and take the shot. I can't. That'll kill me. Maybe it will and maybe it won't. But if it do, you're gonna fly through them pearly gates with the biggest fucking smile St. Peter ever seen. No, no. I don't even remember your little sister. No. No. hear about that new movie, Constipation? Constipation? Yeah. No, how's that go? It still hasn't come out yet. Oh, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. Poop jokes, that's Poop where jokes. we're at now. Dad jokes. Poop we jokes. can always count on them. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps the fans coming and coming. Uh, how you been, man? Oh, so, so busy, but um, it's all for good cause, so I'm happy. Nice. Yeah. How about yourself? I've been good. Yeah. I've been good. Just bought a new car. Yeah? Yeah. Sweet. I'm who, excited. It's going to be who delivered. Who are we sponsored by now? Carvana. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Any way that I don't have to leave the house? Because I don't need to test drive the car. I, yeah. My car sucks. That's how bad. <laughs> I don't care what it is. If it starts and it goes, that's all that I need. People that test drive cars are people that have the luxury to test drive cars. <laughs> and my standards are, I'm driving a 98 Honda Civic. I guarantee it drives better than that. You know, I, I tell you though, dude, I, I had a... I, have you already sold your car? Yeah, it's marked up you as a trade, trade in for that. Ah, I have a feeling, man, you could have like sold that for a lot more than it was worth. I doubt it. 98. I, that's the thing. Those are those little cars yeah. that people seek out because they yeah. want to turn them into Fast and Furious cars, man. I've, I've looked at that around town before and still $500 is kind of the going rate for that. And that's kind of what I'm getting oh, for it now. Should have so. let me sold it for yeah. you. Dave, I mean, where I'm, you at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I could still pull that out if I really want to do, but uh, yeah. I don't know. And by the way, I hope Dave is feeling better. Yes, Dave came down with the vid. That's why we've been uh, doing a lot of uh, Paul and Justin pods. But yeah. Dave's going to come back with something uh, soon. He seems to be better. I know his wife had it for a week. And oh, he was no. like sleeping in the other room. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going <laughs> to And then he got it. And well, of course, the day he tested, he had to come over here. Oh, no. Uh, because he had to help Are me. Are you going to give it to uh, me now? He had to help me give the shot. No, this was last week. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no. I'm all clear. Well, I double masked. I double masked oh, and okay. gave him a mask yeah. and everything, and he was here all of six minutes. I checked on like ring uh, yeah. camera. It was like six how minutes much, in and out. How much exposure did I yeah. have? Yeah. I needed him to help me with a cat thing, so yeah. uh, so he just came over. But yeah, I'm going to hook up with him later in the week and probably do another pod, so we'll have something coming going. Sweet. Did you watch any movies this week? I didn't watch any movies, no. but I remembered what that movie was oh, oh, yes. from the last time I was here, <laughs> so I can talk about that. Let's do it. What was that movie? It was the Broken Lizard movie, um, Quasi. Quasi. Yeah. It, they have so many movies come out, I almost never know about any of their movies until they're already out. That or they just put them out so often. Well, I guess so, but I, I mean, Super Trooper seems to be the only one that, like, everyone knows about because this yeah. was on Hulu you yeah. know and I only knew about that because I follow them on social media yeah. um, maybe Club Dread and Beer Fest might be the other ones people know about but some of the like really minor ones and they have plenty of them yeah people don't know about and you yeah. said this is a Hulu exclusive yeah yeah, yeah. and it's so it's it's the story of Quasimodo yeah um, 
who forms a union. <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> Might be a little... He's a bell ringer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, in this one, um, he's a torturer. Interesting. Yeah, he he's like the head kind of uh, inventor um, of the torture room. They totally go against the bell ringer. Oh yeah, no, thing, it's, it's got uh, yeah, pretty much. I thought they might get there at the end. You know, retires. He, I don't think he rings a bell the entire <laughs> movie. Um, I can't watch it then, man. Yeah, I have one yeah, stipulation about yeah. my quasi. We're canceling that movie. <laughs> Fuck Quasimodo that. rung bells. First Little Mermaid. Now this. Look yeah. This. <laughs> um, but you know, it's. It's not a great movie. Yeah. But it's funny and it's silly and it's easy to watch and it's broken you know, lizard. You know, you get Exactly. You, you know what you get with Broken Lizard? It's just on a scale of how good of a broken lizard movie yeah. is it. Um, with Super Troopers always being like the pinnacle top one and everything, I number two is right underneath one. Yeah. For me. And and of those guys, Jay Chandrasekhar yeah. is the only one that, that I <laughs> that I know his name. Yeah. Um so the other one I just have to say Farva. Right? Farva. Farva, and then the guy in Super Troopers that's wearing the... Farva's the... The bigger guy. Yeah, oh, I know them all. Yeah. I just don't know their names yeah, as well. I, could, I should, because I, I watched that... Uh, firefighter show in there so. oh yeah tacoma yeah. fd yeah it was good yeah, it's fun yeah. um i i would look it up but i'm i'm covering my phone because there's so much stuff going, so much on going on that if i look once it's gonna just distract do me Cover so it, um but yeah and so they all kind of play a role of a good guy mm-hmm. and then like a completely different role as a bad guy even though they look exactly like each other and so there's scenes where they're like talking to themselves and stuff but they're just two diff- completely different characters it's not like some like secret twin thing yeah, or anything yeah. like that um and basically uh Jay Shandrashekar is the the king and the other guy Oh, I, I wish I could remember his name. Um, the blonde one yeah. um, is the Pope. And they're, they hate each other. And they used to know each other way back when they were young. So there's a rivalry there. And then the queen is going to be killed by the king so that he can like just form an alliance with her country. And she uses Quasimodo to like rise up against the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and... They use the the premise, yeah, and and they use the premise of oysters as their like rally cry because oysters are like a fancy food, and they're like, how come we never get oysters, you yeah. know? And so instead of like starting a union chant, they all just start chanting oysters, oysters. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's fun. Like I definitely suggest if you like those guys, yeah, check it out because it's so worth it, you know. There's if so you don't many like of those. those guys, check it out anyways, and then go check out some of the yeah, other stuff. It's free, man. Because I mean, they're great, man. And if you got Hulu, it's free. And I mean, they're working on. on Pot Fest, and they're working on Super Troopers 3. Confirmed. I, I like those guys. It, there's a, a lot of those comedy troops out there, you yeah. know, that if you like the Impractical Jokers guys, they yeah. do all their own stuff. So people tend to follow these around, the stand-up guys. Yeah. Uh, almost went and saw the machine the other day. It's getting good, uh, good reviews. Oh, cool! Though. It's it's a lot bigger of an action film than I think people realize. Oh, it I'm is, sure, yeah, uh, because they just went kind of crazy with, with the, the Russian action, mafia, with the Russian everything. mafia yeah. and everything. So, uh, I'm hoping to go see it. I'm definitely going to go see the Flash next week. So I'm cool. going to be getting my Regal card either this week or next week. Mm. I'm going to see the Flash and Indiana Jones and uh, this a couple other ones that are coming out that look really good too. So yeah. also I saw should was... be starting all the summer movies. Should oh be yeah. Killing it. Um, also, I saw a confirmation John Wick 5. Oh, yeah. I did see that, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, how can you turn I, down money? I, I, I don't know? care. I'm in. 
I don't care. I just love that franchise. It's so ridiculous anyways that I'm just like, yep, make 15 of them. I'll watch them all. You can have my money. Well, I watched a few movies. I'm going to go over it. I'll spend deeper on a few titles than other ones. Like my, None of them made my fantastic list. None of them made my dog shit list. So it's all decent and very good. I'll just run through the decent ones because they're not really worth talking about. I went back and re. I thought it was a rewatch, but it was like an... And it, I don't remember it if I had seen it, but Sergeant Bilko made my decent list. It was all right. You know? Is that with Bill Murray? Still, Steve Martin. Steve it a, Martin. It was the submarine thing. Remember, it came out the same time as McHale's Navy. Yeah. Nah, I, down Periscope. Is, 96. Yeah. Down Periscope, Sergeant Bilko, McHale's Navy. They're all yeah. like the same fucking Down Periscope's movie. my shit. And Sergeant Bilko's good. It's, it, it was decent. You know, uh, Hero on the Terror was one that I watched. It was 1988 canon film with Chuck Norris, uh, him fighting a serial killer. It was all right. Uh, we had a rewatch of me and my wife of Hot Tub Time Machine just so we could watch number two. Yeah. Oh, nice. Love number one. Thought it was great. Number yeah. two was decent. It's it was decent. good. It wasn't as good as number one. Yeah. I mean, it, it did not click on all the things, but yeah. I really it was like, pretty Ro- funny, I though. like Rob Corddry a lot and yeah. he, everything that comes out of his mouth, it just makes me smile. Yeah. Uh, so I was on board for him. I was cool with the Adam Scott stuff. So I thought it was decent. Uh, where the first one was definitely on my very good list. I loved that first one. That yeah. First oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Perfect. Uh, and I just finished it this morning. Was uh, the old? I'm a sucker for some of those old Disney films, mm-hmm. like back in the day, like uh, Son of Flubber or oh, Shaggy I saw, Dog. I never saw Son of Flubber. Son of Flubber is the original. Uh-huh. There was never a Flubber. That was later with uh, Robin Williams. Oh, interesting. And Son of Flubber, people think, oh, I got to see the original. No, that Son of Flubber is the original. Interesting. Uh, I don't know why they call it Son of Flubber. Uh, It sounds like that should be a sequel title, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, And it was good. Like I said, I'm a sucker for a lot of those old ones out there. And I had bought in the the stack that I'd been working my way through. There was uh, 1968's Blackbeard's Ghost. And it was a... Oh, man, it was fun. It didn't make my very good list. It would kind of got close to being on there because it was just that Disney type Sunday night fun movie yeah. where uh, Blackbeard's ghost played by Peter Ustinoff, who is an old school actor. And uh, he comes, uh, someone says a chant and he comes alive and only one person can see him almost Casper style. Yeah. And uh, he helps him. Uh, he's the track coach for the, uh, for the high school team. And, Blackbeard's ghost got to help him win the track meet. Oh yeah, that's because it'll get him money to save Blackbeard's ship that's run by the the daughters of the Buccaneers instead of the daughters of the American Revolution. I thought it was funny. That's cool. Uh, so it was it was clever. It was fun. It was like uh, a G made movie. I, I did also watch the new Peter Pan. How's that? Yeah, it's decent. We uh, watched it with the the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it, when did it come out? It came out like four or five months ago, something, something like, like that. that yeah. So many of those goddamn things. Is yeah. the one with uh, Logan as the Captain Hook or? Um. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman. Is... No, he wasn't. Um, darn it! Uh, it's all about who plays Captain Hook. Oh God, I can see his face. I can't think of his name. Uh, um, that I know that helps a lot. It'll come to me. I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, on my very good list, and there were some really good ones on here. I had never seen Pleasantville, so I uh, watched Pleasantville and was pleasantly surprised of how good it was. Have you seen Pleasantville? I have not. The Reese Witherspoon. Do you you don't remember that Reese Witherspoon and Tobey Maguire get sucked oh, that's, into the I old, have. Yeah. the old black Gosh, and white that's TV been show forever ago. Yeah, and, and he really likes it there, and she like wants to go home, sort of. And they start both, changing color when they like kiss somebody. And, yeah, it it was a lot racier than I ever thought it was. It yeah. was super racy. Like she's teaching them Jude how, Law. Jude Law. Yeah, you know she's like teaching the women 
how to masturbate, how to use vibrators and stuff. It's, oh, wow. It, it, and they're really... Kinda, <laughs> I forgot about they're that. They're really going for it. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize this was like a strong PG-13. Yeah. I thought it was like PG, almost G-rated for the entire family. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this is racier than I thought. But it was really re- good. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I watched... Um, this was a this was a random movie. I had heard from one of the other pods I listened to that one of the best romantic comedies out there. And I'm not a big romantic comedy fan, but if the if the cast is right, if they have like a really good cast, I'll I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Or if I hear a great recommendation for it, and it's 2013's Enough Said. Have you heard about that with Julie Louis Dreyfus, Julie Louis Dreyfus, mm-hmm. and James Gandolfini? So that's the two wow. match. And I was it was Gandolfini's last film. He never saw it. Uh, completed. He that must be why it, it sounds familiar. I know I haven't seen it. She's a massage it, it, therapist yeah. in the movie. So there's a lot of massage therapist stuff in the movie. Huh. And she ends up meeting uh, James Gandolfini at a party. Mm-hmm. And then she also almost at the same time meets Catherine Keener at a party and becomes a client for her. So why she's massaging her, they're both talking about their life and everything. And she's bitching about her ex-husband. And, mm-hmm. and she finds out that her ex-husband that she's been talking about is Gandolfini, the person that she started to date. Uh, oh wow! And she keeps going, having her get massages just so she can get. She starts learning all the bad stuff that this woman hates about Gandolfini, but uh. then it's affecting their relationship. Oh wow! Like she, he says, he won't stop eating. I hate it. And then you see Julia Louis Dreyfus start getting on him about his eating, and you're like, oh man, this is really kind of interesting. And uh, wow, that's crazy. It was a great movie. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I'm not a big romantic comedy guy but I yeah. thought it was really good huh. another movie I loved 1982's Vigilante it was like Death Wish but better hmm. and it starred Robert Forster from like Jackie Brown yeah as like the guy whose wife was uh, she was stabbed and her son like they like shotgunned a three year old and murdered him they wanted to do something really bad so Robert Forster would get really pissed off but Robert Forster's got like a crew uh, he loses it Robert Forster loses it at the uh at the trial for it, and the the judge lets the guys like out with like a like a five year sentence or something. And Robert Forrester loses a tax of judge. And oh he's wow! Found in contempt, so he has to go to jail. Right. So why is he, he's in jail? His his kind of crew, yeah. which includes Fred Williamson, who's an old seventies uh, kind of guy that uh, did tons of movies with Pam Greer. Uh. Uh, but the one you would probably remember him from is the big black dude from from Dust Till Dawn. That's who I figured it was. Like, yep. For some reason, that's who I was picturing. Was so him. he's his best friend, and while he's in. Pr- uh, jail just doing like the the month for contempt mm-hmm. they're like tracking down the crew uh cracking heads and everything and once robert forster gets out it's like it's on man it was great it was like what you want when you rewatch death wish death wish has really got a lot of slow parts to it huh. until you get to three where it's just let's have fun and use zip guns and machine guns out yeah. the window and shit like yeah. that number three is the one i suggest to everybody but if you go back and watch the first death wish very slow so if you're into that type of genre, though, check out Vigilante. Now, two of the new movies I wanted to review here and talk about. One of them, uh, they both 2023, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Mm-hmm. I watched on HBO Max. Have you got a chance to watch it? I yet? haven't watched it yet. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. I, I love the original. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was a it was a great pair. Like yeah. if you watch the original, go right in and watch this one. It's a perfect pair. Hmm. They have the exact same actors. It goes 
there's a there's one cringeworthy scene at the very end, mm. but it did not ruin the movie for me. Uh-huh. And I thought uh, I thought he's just he's another guy that I think he's hilarious. That oh yeah, Zachary Levi. Yeah. I think his name is. He's super funny. Anytime yeah. he does his like look at the camera or his just he's like a Tom Hanks type guy. Yeah. And I Good thought comparison. It was, I thought it was. Very enjoyable. So definitely check that out. Now, another movie that almost made my fantastic list was the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, really? No, I, I paid for that. I, 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 I could have got a red box. I was so lazy, though, on Friday. And I was like, I'm just going to pay the uh, on I'm iTunes. waiting on my new goddamn car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going down there for that. It might break down. Yeah. Uh, but I rented it, and I loved it. I thought it was so good. And it was... I heard that it was comedic mm. and I, it could go one of either ways like like that because i still think one of the worst movies i've seen in the last 20 years is that thor love and thunder <laughs> and that's because they they dove way too hard into that comedy and it was not even funny comedy it was stupid mm. uh <clears throat> and i was afraid that was going to be the case but a lot of people were comparing this to big trouble in old china really and i completely see the comparison because chris pine basically is the inept Jack Burton, Jack Burton yeah. character. He's huh. around there, but he's the least likely to... He can make the plan, and he can get the group together, yeah. but other than that, everyone else does shit. Yeah. And he is super fucking funny. Oh, the wow. The whole fucking thing, man. I was just laughing. And uh, Hugh Jackman's kind of the... Uh, Hugh Jackman... Uh, Hugh Grant is kind uh-huh. of the bad guy in it, and he's awesome. All the supporting characters... Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is jacked in this man is she jacked yeah like, she's even more jacked than i've seen her before well she has and, fast and the furious 10 coming out yeah. so i'm sure she's that's awesome why. so she's oh yeah she's, she's kick ass in this everyone is really cool definitely check out dungeons and dragons if you're even a fan of like fantasy movies in general but mm. definitely worth your worth your look but this week i am thrilled because justin gets to talk about a 19 an early 1970s movie we did not expect this. mark this one down mark this one down we don't hear this much this is usually me and dave's kind of arena in mainly just me to be honest with you but i have loved this movie uh for the longest time so we're gonna be today we're gonna be talking about 1973's coffee Dude, this was a really good movie. This is my favorite Pam Greer movie. It's my favorite like black exploitation film. It, it's so good, isn't it? It is really it, entertaining. I, I love that because it starts slow, but once it gets to be about the forty minute mark, yeah, and uh, like right when the food fight starts happening, that's such then, a great and scene, then dude. It elevates after that, and just all the way to the ending, it's like it takes off. Man. Yeah, she is a badass. Yeah, I love Pam Greer, man. Why don't you give us a little kind of log line for this? Uh, well, well, I can help you do it. Well, I mean, I, I'm just, it's like you said, I guess last week almost, like this is the story of a woman whose younger sister was given some bad drugs. Yep. And from what I could see in the movie, she was basically in a catatonic state and she decided I'm going to kill anyone involved in the, you know, in the drug game. And I'm just going to go after the heads of it. Yeah. You know? And I don't give a shit what I have to do, who I have to sleep with. I'll use my body. I'll use my mind. I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to do it. And she does it. Yeah. So as far as Pam Greer goes, like I said, I freaking love Pam Greer. If you don't love Pam Greer, man, you need to go back and watch some of her old stuff. She's OG badass bitch. Absolutely. And I love that Quentin gave her the opportunity to come out and do Jackie Brown the way she did. But I have gone down many a deep dive with her old stuff. Also, I'd like to recommend check out in I don't know if you ever 
ended up watching this or not, but you would love it because you love the Electric Boogaloo movie. Mm -hmm. There's basically the Electric Boogaloo movie, but for Roger Corman. There's a Roger Corman one uh, instead of canon. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. Electrocute yourself. (laughs) It's it's like Roger Corman, the exploits of a Hollywood like badass or something like that. Or Hollywood rebel, I think it is. And it's basically everyone in Roger Corman has started like Joe Dante's career, Martin Scorsese, Jack Nicholson, so many people. And they're all talking on this documentary documentary Pam Greer was one of them that he started uh Ron Howard was start, started by Corman and everything and it's just all the people talking about him but the interviews that they have with uh Pam Greer on here are epic I love it really I love it she you know she's gotten to the point where I don't give a shit I'll tell all the stories and oh, whoever wants to listen to him and everything and she she goes into about uh I was immediately getting roles, not only because would I get naked. Mm-hmm. She's like, I had no problem getting naked. And she's like, I would also get real physical. She says, the, a lot of the actors did not like to roll around and throw punches and basically be stunt women. And yeah. she had no problem with that. Oh, that's awesome. And it, it, the word got around that Pam Greer will get dirty on the set. Right. With, as far as like physicality and what she's allowed to do. She's also has one of my favorite like audio clips. If I can find it, I should. I think it's it might be broken up, but if I can find it, I'll put it at the end of the episode here after mm-hmm. our last clip is where she talks about Roger Corman being like the best producer. She says, he, Roger Corman could talk somebody in to buying a glass of sand in the desert. Yeah. She says, you won't even know what happened. You'll be yeah. looking down at your hand and be like, wait, did Roger just tell me this yeah. glass of sand? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it's so funny listening to her talk. Now, some of her early pictures... Most people know Jackie Brown. A lot of people, even if you're somewhat of a movie fan, might know Foxy Brown or Coffee. Right. Other than that, she started in... There's a weird subgenre in the early 70s of women in prison movies. There huh. is. And one of them, the major ones, was done by Joe Dante. Or not Joe Dante. Who did Silence of the Lambs? Jonathan Demme. Jonathan, oh. oh, Dante might have done one too because they were all connected. Jonathan Demme's another Corman guy. He used to put Roger Corman in all his movies. Hmm. Uh, a lot of acting you see Roger Corman in is just because it's it's some guy that he, was one of his protégés put him in something. But uh, some of the prison movies were The Big Dollhouse, Women in Cages, The Big Bird Cage. That was, huh. And I think I own them all. And they're all fun. Oh, wow. It's all the women finally taking over the tyranny of the guards and they get raped by the guards and then uh. they get up and they kick the guard's ass and just take over the whole prison and stuff. They're all the same thing. But not until they got to coffee. Coffee's worse stuff. And that was right after the bird case. She did coffee. She did Foxy Brown. She did Bucktown, which is another big uh, 70s exploitation movie. Then she did a couple uh, movies that people forget that she was even in because she had such a minor role in it. Something Wicked This Way Comes is one of my favorite, like, gothic New England horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh supposed to be for kids i think that was a disney movie too but it scared the shit out of me when i was a kid jason robards was in it um she was in above the law with seagal she was a cop she must have been yeah she she was was his partner that's right yeah uh she was in the package with gene hackman which i loved uh she was in bill and ted's bogus journey interesting interesting uh she was in posse which was that uh mario van Van peebles i love that movie dude she was in escape from la i want to know if posse's on tubi it might be. It might be. We'll have to check that out. I haven't seen that in a while. I think I own that. But, I'm going to look while you're uh, Check it out. Pam. Escape from L.A., which makes sense. I've, I've only seen it once, and I tried to forget about everybody in there, so it makes sense I wouldn't have known she was in there. One movie I do love her in, she did right before it, Jackie Brown, was Mars Attacks. She played oh, Jim nice. Brown's wife. Oh, no movie. shit. And uh, then, obviously, Jackie Brown came out, and she should have been nominated and won the award for it, but she didn't. But 
Pam Grier has been in, and she had a long run in that uh, the L Word, uh, which was a Showtime show, uh, uh, that lesbian show on Showtime, and she was in it for years and years and years. She was oh. awesome in it. She was a badass. Uh, I just love her. I love Pam Grier. Now, some of the other people you may recognize in this movie, I only listed like the four kind of major, major stars in this movie because this is a bunch of like character actors that you would notice from a bunch of people. But Robert DeCoy, who played King George in this movie, immediately when I saw him, man, my mind goes one place, man. I'm trying. That's the thing. He was super familiar, but I couldn't place him. He's the head cop in RoboCop. Oh, the guy right behind yeah. the back. Uh, Detroit cops don't strike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was awesome in that movie. And he he was in all three of those. But he had also done, I think Coffee was one of his first things. Then he did Nashville, which was in a Robert Altman movie. Cloak and Dagger he was in. Really? Which is interesting. I'd have to rewatch that and kind of look for him. My Science Project. I love My Science Project. I knew he was in that. And I know he was in Miracle Mile because we just did that. If you go back a few episodes, me and Dave talk Miracle Mile. He played the cook who jumped up on the counter and pointed the big gun at Anthony Edwards and said, uh, tell me you're lying right now. Oh man, he was awesome. In that oh movie. wow. Loved him. Now, uh, Alan Airbus was that tiny little guy that was one of the head mobsters that takes uh, coffee home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that great line. She's like a wild animal. I must have her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was this, you can't The uh, guy in the beginning. Him. Oh, no, oh, the, oh, the guy right. at the yeah, end, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. Jewish guy yeah. with the glasses on. Yeah. It was really funny. It spits on uh, him. Arturio Vinatroni was his name in the uh, movie. Now, he Alan had done a couple Arbus. movies. He was in Coffee, obviously. Uh, Damien Omen 2, which is one of my favorite like horror sequels ever. I'm not sure who he played in. I have to rewatch that and specifically look for him. He was in Volunteers and he was in Crossroads, which was that cool Ralph Macchio movie. Now, the big star for me, man, because I'm a huge fan of this dude. My cousin, one of his favorite actors is Sid Haig. And people forget how much Sid Haig was in movies. Pam Greer, Fred Williamson, and Sid Haig basically ran the 70s exploitation films. And Sid Haig is... One of the main reasons Sid Haig was chosen for this movie is because he was in Spider Baby. Now, I'll talk a little bit more Spider Baby when I'm talking to the director. But things you might know Sid Haig from Point Blank, and I talked about that somewhat recently. That was the movie, and you probably heard me talk about it, that I said was the uh, the original payback. You know, the payback yeah, with I Mel did, Gibson? Yeah, I did. Hear there was you say one that. with Lee Marvin called Point Blank, which was a sh- almost shot for shot remake. Wow. Like, I had no idea that uh, Payback was a remake of Point Blank, and I loved Point Blank. And Sid Haig was like one of the heavies in there. Sid Haig, before I go through all these movies, and I can tell everyone who's listening, you'll know immediately who I'm talking about. Sid Haig plays Captain Spaulding in House of a Thousand Corpses, the clown. Yeah. And he's also in Devil's Rejects. He's been in all the white, uh, the Rob Zombie movies up until when he died. And I love him in uh, in House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, How long yeah. It's a piece of string. Too damn long. Too damn long. Uh, <laughs> he's so great. Why are you asking so many jerk-off questions? Ugh. Oh, he's so great. Well, he's always played like a menacing uh, character. Speaking of House of a Thousand Corpses, my girl and I are going to go next Sunday and go meet... Um, shit, what guy's real name? Dwight from The Office. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, 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 the guy that was in that. He's awesome. I can't think of his name, and I'm going to yeah, meet him, but yeah. we're going to meet him. Where is he going to be? Uh, Ocala. There's like a horror con oh, in Ocala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a three... Mick Foley's going to be there. Yeah. Um, it's like a three-day con Friday to Sunday, and... Damn, maybe um, I'll have to go to that. I have a car that I can just zip up there. You and should, back. yeah. So we're gonna, I we're, went to one of them. Me and Dave went to one of them. I, uh, hopefully, it's gotten better, because when they did it with us, it was like a hallway. Yeah. Uh, and this was 10 years ago. Yeah, we're, we're specifically just going 
going there to meet him. Yeah. And like, then we're going to take off because she doesn't want, you know, and I get it. She doesn't want to go to like an all out horror con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got tickets for Sunday only. Huh. And, I'm going to um, have to look it up. I'll have to look it I'll up. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Because there's probably other people that I would be interested in. There are. In there was to. people on the thing that I was yeah. like, um, and Mick I, Foley goes to every one of them, I'm which sure. is great. Make yeah. the money, Mick. He's a nice guy from what, from all He's going to be there Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sid Haig was in Point Blank, Spider Baby, THX 1138, which I love. He was in Diamonds Are Forever. Now, that I would have uh, failed in a James Bond uh, trivia. Then after that, he did Coffee. Then he did Busting, which I really enjoyed with Elliot Gould. I watched that recently. He was in Foxy Brown. He was in Swashbuckler, which I thought was awesome. Swashbuckler was a pirate movie starring Quint from Jaws. And James Earl Jones. Really? And one of their crew members w- with like a do-rag on his head, like an old school pirate, was Sid Haig. Huh. And uh, it was a very weird movie, but I enjoyed it. Uh, then Sid Haig was actually in Jackie Brown. He played the judge that sentenced Jackie to jail. Oh, wow. So if you rewatch it. And he looks just like how he did in House of a Thousand Corpses because it was like five years later he did House of a Thousand Corpses. But So... Let's go into the crew here. The director is Jack Hill, and that's what I mentioned with Spider Baby. Spider Baby was his first movie, and my cousin fucking loves it. Really? I think it's available on Tubi. I, I should try to do a Zoom uh, pod with uh, with Eric one of these days and do Spider uh, Baby with there him. There you go. Uh, it's a weird movie, man. It's a movie that has Sounds like it has it. Long Chaney Jr. in it, and so that's the original like uh, Wolfman. So this oh, was wow. like probably 1962 it, it has a lot of 67 i just saw it a, a lot of influence with rob zombie mm-hmm. in it because and toby hooper because you it has a very texas chainsaw massacre feel mm-hmm. some people i think they if i can i've only seen it once but the whole family is a bunch of weird freaks living at the house and i think the house sells and the new owner shows up and tries to get them to give him the house and they're cannibals and there's a lot of weird fucked up wow. shit going on in this and sid haig plays like this mentally challenged weirdo in uh-huh. the whole movie and i'm going to have to rewatch spider baby but it's one of my cousin's favorites uh, but jack hill was also famous for doing the big dollhouse the big bird cage so those are those women in cages movies he did coffee he did foxy brown so he was all over the 70s so if you like coffee check out Jack Hill's other stuff now the cinematographer was Paul Lohman who was famous for doing coffee Nashville silent movie and high anxiety so he worked with uh, Mel uh, Brooks which is cool he did North Dallas 40 time after time which I love time after time that's that crazy sci-fi flick from the 70s where Malcolm McDowell it starred Malcolm McDowell and Dennis or uh, Malcolm McDowell and what's the other guy David Warner that's uh, you might have heard me talk about it before it's the one where hg wells has to go back in his time he's best friends with jack the ripper yeah and jack yeah, the ripper yeah, steals yeah. his time machine yeah and then but he ends up going into the future no he yeah he goes in the future he goes yeah. to like 1980 or something and like. then yeah. uh, hg wells has to use like his other prototype uh time machine to go after him yeah, and because then he's got the key and it made it return and, and so yeah. jack the ripper's in the 80s killing people and yeah. shit but they're from like the 1800s it was fun man i loved it uh, also a big um, one my cousin loved. Now, the composer for this, uh, he, he one of his only movies was uh, Coffee that he actually did the score for, but he wrote so much music. Other than that, he's got like 300 credits, including like Ant-Man, Straight Outta Compton, Eight Mile. So I think wow. he wrote a lot of the like original songs for those movies. That's awesome. So it's really cool. Some of the details before we get to the trivia and then to the movie, the release date, May 11th, 1973. 
perfect time for this movie. Filming locations all over Glendale and L.A. The budget was $500,000, and the worldwide uh, gross was $4 million. So they made some decent money off $500,000, man. Shot in 18 days. That's crazy, man, that it was shot in 18 days. I mean, reminiscent to, like, I think we shot in 12 days. So six more days they filmed this whole fucking movie. These guys were on a budget, and they had to make it work. So... Some of the random trivia here was after the surprising success of the film, American International Pictures fast-tracked Foxy Brown. Uh, the Vitroni home, you know, that big home that that whole end sequence happens at. I, I'm guessing not the car going through the wall, but uh, the home that was used was actual the home of the movie legend Roy Rogers. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, it makes sense. So many, if you're filming in California, the, all of California is filmed with famous people's houses. So it's got to film someplace. I love the tagline for this movie, man. The tagline for the film was, they they call her coffee and she'll cream you. <laughs> I can't believe that there's so many different double entendres there. But. Yeah. So Roger Ebert praised Pam Greer in his reviews saying she had a beautiful face and astonishing form and possessed a kind of physical life missing from many other attractive actresses. Huh. Roger Ebert had a thing for Pam Greer. That's yeah. what that tells us right yeah. there. Uh, Pam Greer had talked about, she says, uh, she did so many nude scenes in her early films because she was trying to break the line of what was acceptable, acceptable in society for black women, and she called the movement the brown nipple revolution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the body count in the movie, 10. Wow. So she kicked ass, man. I think she killed everybody. So... Like Justin said, the premise starts right out at the beginning of the movie, man. Dude, I love the way it started. Yep. It, it starts right almost, out. Almost to the point where after the first scene happens and then they, like, they cut to the next thing, I wasn't sure if that was like part of the end of the movie. Yeah, And then yeah. they cut that back. Well, or tell if, us about the, uh, the opening sequence. So there. the opening sequence, um, basically the, this junkie, you know, comes into the club mm-hmm. looking for this like higher level, you know, dealer and interrupts his like dinner with his girls and stuff like that and basically says like hey man i brought you a gift um you know this girl do anything for a fix you know all i want is to get high and watch yeah you know um and so they end up like taking her to one of their places um and And it's it's pam greer yeah yeah and yeah exactly and the girl is pam i'm sorry (laughs) you know and the girl is pam greer and so they get back there and She's like messing around with him. And a couple of times she stops and she's like, oh, when are you going to give me my fix? When are you going to give me my fix? You know, and he says, oh, and just a little bit, let's just a little bit, you know. And at one point (laughs) she tells him, hey, why don't you turn the lights off? And he gets up to turn the lights off and she stands up with a fucking sawed off Mm -hmm. double barrel shotgun and says like, you know, people like you are the ones that are responsible for my sister. Yeah. And she fucking blows dude's head off. Like, and, you know, I mean, it's the 70s, but they they fucking showed it. You know, his head exploded. And then you think that she's going to let the junkie leave. I know. (laughs) And nope. So he uh, she makes him basically overdose. You know, he says, maybe you will overdose and maybe you won't. But if you don't, you're going to be flying through those pearly gates. Yeah. (laughs) She has so Uh, many great lines in this movie, man. Um, Uh, And and then, yeah, it just goes into her her at the hospital. hospital Completely normal. Yep. You're like, holy shit. It, it, you know what it did? It gave me vibes of that promising young woman movie. Hmm. Do you remember that movie that just came out a couple of years ago with Michelle uh, Williams? Not Michelle Williams, uh, the girl from Drive. I can't remember her name. It's the girl from Drive. And 
she would pretend to be drunk at bars and have guys take her home. And then when they start to rape her, she wakes up. Uh, she's, she was never drunk. You, she's just you, pretending it. I think you but told me about that. she's killing these people yeah. and everything. It was nominated for Oscars and everything. Yeah, but it, I remember it, you telling me it, about it. The ruse that she's putting on just to get into the situation where she could kill these people yeah. was very reminiscent to coffee. So, uh, yeah, then it goes into her just being a nurse yep. and living her life. Yeah. And you realize that... Her sister is, like you said, she's kind of OD'd, catatonic, and she's now going to work her way up the ranks. Yeah. And I love, like I said, you, you get to see the background on the the criminal underground. You get to see that the senator is really in on this shady stuff yeah. with the major drug dealer and with the major pusher. We're hearing stories about King George. Yeah. At, at the very beginning, we get to see Pam Greer. She visits like an old prostitute or head woman that used to work for King George because she heard the rumblings from, uh, did you get it from the junkie in the tub? I think she got a name from the junkie in the tub. It might've been him. I think she got the name from King George and uh, she had to find out where, uh, where he used to live or something. And she showed up at the house and just basically strong on this woman to tell her everything she could about this King George until this woman's like uh, uh, girlfriend showed up like this Big, big woman that looked like Leslie Jones that just busted in there and started. Uh, yeah, ma- ma- even I, I made, loved. Even made Pam Greer run. <laughs> Honestly, I thought she looked like Leslie Jones too, yeah, just because of her like sheer her. size. Oh you yeah, know what she I mean? was like, like she was big. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun little fight scene that yeah. happened right there. Lots of fight scenes in this movie too, man. But when it when it really kicks up is when she hooks up with King George. Man. Yeah, she hooks up with King George and he brings her in with the other like. Uh, women. He's he's like a pimp. His stable. Yeah, his, yeah, he brings her into the stable, introduces her to all these other people, and I love when they're just sitting around and you see that one Asian woman on the phone. Kinda, yeah. She's the phone sex girl yeah. and pretends she's white on the phone and everything. Right. But then the one woman shows up that was supposed to be like not coming home until the weekend or, or yeah. something like the that. The evening. And apparently that was the head bitch in charge. Yeah. And now you could tell soon after it's going to be Pam Greer. Yeah. And they immediately have animosity towards each other and everything. Thing. And it goes to that great scene where he's like, well, I'm going to take you to this party and we'll test you out and we'll see how you are in front of all these big wigs. King George is going to be there. A lot of the higher ups that uh, that guy who plays Vinatroni, uh, is it Vitroni? Vitroni uh, is there, that little white guy that really loves her. But I, I love the scene where one other thing he found out before he went to the party is where King George keeps his money. Remember, right. he, he, yeah. she takes a knife and puts it to that one girl's uh, cheek and says, you're going to tell me where he keeps his no, money. She breaks a bottle because yeah. the girl picks up a knife. That's right. That's yeah. right. And she breaks a bottle and then she tells her that yeah. uh, gonna he, tell me. he leaves it under underneath the ashes in the fireplace. In the fireplace. Yeah. So she knows what's going to happen. And she starts making a move when she's at the party. She gets a drink thrown on her, which turned out to be a really good thing for her. That one woman just to be a bitch threw the drink on her and everything. And I, I love the, when Pam Greer excuses herself to go change, I love the Vitroni guy looking at her and says, you're a bad girl. You know, you did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but while Pam Greer was in the other room, she's switching the Coke in the ashes yeah. and she switches it to sugar, which will work in later on in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a great payoff later on. So she switches it. She, she tries, she puts on a new outfit and she puts razor blades in her hair. Yeah. Apparently that was Pam Greer's idea to put weapons in her hair through the whole movie. And Interesting. It, it works out several times in the movie Yeah, for a Sid Haig scene later on. And then this, for this scene, uh, 
So she puts razor blades in and she immediately comes into the party and throws a salad all over the girl that threw the drink on her. Yeah. And then it's an all out fight. Ugh. Ripping shirts off. It was hilarious. It was dude. really funny. Yeah. And the, I love the Vitron guy Vitron guy watching it being turned on yeah. by the whole thing, like trying to people to stop stop it from yeah. happening and everything. And then at the same time though, you could have added the Benny Hill music and it would oh, have been for sure. great. For sure. <laughs> but Vitroni really said he's like, I need that woman. She's like a wild animal. I need her. Yeah. Uh so then he ends up getting hooked up with her. And this is when we first get to the first sign of Sid Haig. Sid Haig is Vitroni's like uh, bodyguard that mm-hmm. comes around with her. So she comes in and that, that whole scene where he's trying to seduce her and thinks they're role playing mm-hmm. with her and is like really talking down to her no, and, he spits and on her, spits on like, her, throwing end bombs all over the place yeah. and everything. And she goes on for for a little bit, yeah. but then she's like, crawl. O-, he's like, crawl over here, crawl over me to yeah. me like the animal that you are. Yeah. And then he even breaks character for, no, I'm not going to hurt you. Just, just yeah, and, yeah. and everything. And she, before she had showed up, remember she, she hollowed out like a, a stuffed teddy bear, animal yeah. and stuffed like a sawed off shotgun. It was like a silenced pistol. Oh, okay. So yeah. God, you watched. It yeah. <laughs> so he puts a pistol in there, and while he's telling her to crawl over there, she just sits up and takes out the fucking gun. Yeah. And probably should have made her move at that point because she hesitated a, a couple seconds too long, and Sid Haig came in and just clocked her on the top of the head and knocked yeah. her out. Yeah. And now they've got her, and the the best thing happens basically thinking that. King George sent her over to and, kill him. And that's what's really funny. Like, I, I mean, or just, I guess, an interesting turn of events because had they not had even suggested that, yeah. she wouldn't have had anything to say other no. than I came here because this happened to my sister. And they literally gave her the excuse yeah. in order, like, to say. And, it, and, and it's literally going to turn the mob against each other. Yeah. That's just one thing that she. Obviously, she's not here to kill me for no reason whatsoever. And the most logical, she works for King George. King yep. George has to have been the one who sent her. So they go and they pick up King George. Oh, man. man. Oh, man. This is a scene, dude. dude. This is a fucking difficult scene right here. Fuck, and it, it it was kind of fun up until this this moment, too. And I love the scene in the back, even with him getting nervous. So they pick King George in the back of the car with the two bodyguards, Sid Haig being on the right and this other big white guy on the left. And they're just laughing through it and saying, and he's like, well, why you, you missed our stop there. Where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? Yeah. And so they literally, they, they get him out of the car. They put a noose around his neck and they, I think they tie the inside, inside the, inside the back seat. And they just start driving with him running behind the car. And Sid Haig is just laughing through the whole thing. This is how we lynch uh, these guys uh, back in the day. And he's just dragging the body out onto the city streets. He just drags that fucking body. Uh, Because after a while, King George can't keep up. And he just falls on the ground. And it looks like a stuntman did it. Well, for a little bit, he definitely did. I was looking for dummies. And even spots where they probably could have used a dummy, I think they used a stunt Well, I mean, they definitely switched it to a dummy. When he said, hey, you want to go fast? Yeah. That was a dummy. But there was definitely a dude being drugged by a car with a noose around his neck. 70s, these guys did it. I'm sure they did the trick, though, where, like, you know, they wrap it around their waist oh, and yeah, then yeah. they make the extra loop so that it's actually tugging Oh, there's there. ways of doing it where you're just, you're being dragged, but you're controlling yeah. more than they think. Yeah. It, it looks you know, like you're controlling. But no, dude, when he sped up and started going through the streets and then finally they come to the yard where there's just plank boxes all over the place and, yeah. you know, things for him to just do circles in and just whip him into 
Like, oh my gosh, dude. And then they show at the end and it's not a person, but they messed that dummy up oh, yeah. pretty damn good. Oh, shit, yeah. You know, like it looked good, man. It was yeah. a very effective scene. And then so they take the rest of the movie is basically at Vitroni's house. I guess that Roy Rogers house. Yeah. Is where it is because she's kept in the sauna. Not like running, but she's kept right. in there like a cell, basically in the backyard. And the senator shows up that she actually had a relationship with earlier in the movie and it yeah. was a kind of a sweet thing and everything and that hey maybe this will turn into something and then they expose the senator to her and they were like I knew you knew her he says I know he knows her she, he's the one who introduced her uh, right. to me initially yeah. and everything but he basically turns her back on her and says yeah. you know how much I care about her and then whispers something to him and then mm-hmm. he's like well tell, tell everyone what you just told me yeah. he's like take her in the back and get rid of her or yeah, kill her. Kill her. Yeah. And she can't believe it, man. And they drag her out there and you think it's it's gonna happen, man. And they put her in the car and they drive away with her. Yeah, Sid Haig. In a police car. Uh, yep. Sid Haig and the other two people drive away with her. And they're gonna uh what they're gonna do is they're going to pump her up with drugs and then kill her. And you hear Sid Haig say Oh, we've got this heroin. I took it off of King George. And in the viewer's mind, you're like, oh, shit, that's the sugar. Yeah. You know, that sugar's, and you know, Pam Gurr is going to play it off like she's all drugged Absolutely. out and everything. Yeah. And she does it. They inject her. She acts, she acts really like slutty towards Sid Haig. Yeah. Like, hey, it's not an, uh, uh, he says, it is not, an, there's still time, you know, if you want to, uh, uh, work this out. So they, pull over where they're going to kill her and Sid Haig takes her off to the side where he's going to sleep with her right before he he dies. And you forget earlier in the movie when she was in the sauna, Mm -hmm. she had like taken one of the sauna stones and sharpened this like a hat pin or something that she found. It was like, well, it was like a hairpin. It was like a hairpin. Yeah. She put it in her hair. So when Sid Haig is like on top of her, he, she grabs the thing out of her hair and like, Maybe five times. Yep. Just bump, 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 bump. His right reaction in, right is his great. Neck. Very yeah. good reaction. His reaction is great. And he's holding the thing and he's screaming for, for help. And the other guy goes to chase her. And she runs up and basically out chases the guy, yeah. comes back, grabs the fucking uh, shotgun and just basically kills everyone. And how does the, the cop car catch on fire too? Yeah. So the she runs and basically leads the cop car on a foot chase. And, um, at one point, um, he either, he hits some rocks. She moves out of the way, something like that, you know, but the car gets turned over. Um, and she has the shotgun from the car somehow, I guess maybe Sid Haig had it or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe she pulls it out of the car as she's walking that could up be to it. it. That could be it. And the cops like screaming, like somebody help me, yeah. you know, and she doesn't shoot at the car, but it catches on fire yeah, yeah, yeah. and the cop fucking burns alive in there. And it's very fucking sad. And, and then she's going back. She just goes back to the house. Yeah. Because well, she's not leaving anyone else alive. And that cop was the partner yeah. who, you know, asked the previous because she had a little side relationship with a cop mm-hmm. in the beginning and they offered him money and he said no. Yep. And so then they came in and killed her, uh, killed him. And so like, she's getting, that was for like, yeah, that, that was that his partner. And so, you know, so he died as well. So like, yeah, dude. And then she goes, back she goes to back house. to the house, man. Yeah. And there's like three guys back there. It's the guy that has the one eye that's covered. One of his glasses. Yeah. Is solid which you get black. to see. Yeah. It was, it, it was really crazy. Yeah. So he's like wondering where Sid Haig is and he was like he should be back by now and they were like they hear a noise and they were like I think this is him now so they he opens the front door and he's like he's coming in pretty quick and he takes his glasses off and yeah you could see his nasty eye but 
uh, Pam Greer floors it like 80 miles an hour into the fucking house. Yeah. Just plows into this guy, pins him against the wall, kills him, gets yeah. out with the fucking shotgun, mm-hmm. shotguns the other guy, chases the Vitroni guy out to the pool area where, oh, he, so where his great. dumbass falls into the pool. Yeah. And then tries to hold his breath. Yeah, tries and to hold she has a fun little moment there. Yeah. She's oh, like, yeah. come on, yeah. you know, and then he finally comes up and he's like, oh, I'll give you whatever you I'll want. Give me a million dollars. Yeah, he's I'll give you a million dollars. And she said, okay, yeah. all right, give me a million dollars and I won't kill you. You know, and then yeah. she asks him for where the senator guy went, yep. you know, and he's like, oh, he went to his beach house, you know, and she's like, okay, good. I know where that is. And then. Boom! She just fucking blasts him, him in the pool. Gets in the car and drives to the center. Oh, dude! And beach house. Dude, that is a really good scene. Yeah, like, it is a really good. She scene, She gets too. there. She gets the drop on him. He's talking his way out of it, yeah. you know, and almost it, gets away. It's with it. almost to the point where, like, I, you know, as a viewer, I mean, even though you know, but as a viewer, I'm starting to sense some doubt. Like, yeah. dude, is she gonna put this fucking gun down? Yeah. And right as it gets to that point. You hear some girl upstairs go, hey, are you coming back up? And she just fucking hot tub time machine to double barrel shotgun (laughs) to the dick. You know, it just walks off into the sunset. Oh, my God. So fucking satisfying. Yeah, I could see in 1973 when this movie hit, this must have been massive. Oh, yeah. It it made four million dollars. She was an instant star. Like they said, they fast tracked Foxy. Yeah, they were like, people want more of this. Yeah. And Foxy Brown was great. I'll have to go back and rewatch Foxy. Brown. Yeah, I haven't seen that in 20 years. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Bucktown me. I remember me and Dave watching it like 15, 20 years ago, but I don't remember that. So I'm going to go on a run to watch these because I'm a huge kind of exploitation 70s. I like the 70s gritty movies, man, and I there's mean, so many of them. The Last Dragon, I know it's an 80s, but, 80s, you know, it's, but it's still in the genre. You yeah, know? it carries for. Uh, it was probably one it's of the It's definitely still exploitation. You know? Yeah, it was probably one of the bla- last La- ones. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of morphed into something else where it was like... Uh, a cult movie. Well, they still did those types of movies, but it, it moved more towards comedies with like BAPs and, yeah, uh, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, who, what was the, who's the man we were talking about with? Yeah, uh, Ed I need to rewatch that. Man. I, I almost put dis- when they put hydraulics on the. Cop I almost car. put disorderlies in the uh, in the player last night. And That's I was a good like, one. Yeah. Uh, you know what Fat I put it instead? Boys. And I had and this might be on my next movie review, but I can like preview it here. I always thought I had seen the Beverly Hillbillies movie. I had never seen it. Oh, are you serious? I had never seen it. I'm, oh. I'm putting. I'm like 40 minutes into it. Well, that's I was nice. Like, I, this here's what I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I watched that. I'm, we're like 40 minutes into it, and I was like, "This is great." I was yeah. like, "I, I thought I had seen this. I definitely had not seen oh, this." Oh, dude. So yeah, it's kind of fun. I don't care if that's on Tubi. Eventually, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk pod, about that. Oh, well, I had listened to a pod with Diedrich Bader talking about working with Jim Varney yeah. in the movie, and he talked about how. That he was he was in a hard place in that time of his life, Jim Larney. People knew that he was a drinker, and people realized he's going to show up on set a little a little drunk. Yeah, says, but he'll 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 he'll, hit his pro- mark. he'll produce. Yeah. He'll, hit his, he'll mark. hit his mark. Don't worry about it. And I think he lasted about five years after that, and mm-hmm. dying because yeah. I remember he had did Roseanne for a little while. Oh, that's he married right. Roseanne. He was like that rich guy that showed up that married her. Huh, I forgot about and, that. Uh, I always loved uh, Jim Varney. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know how I got on. Tell you, there's this, this <laughs> since we're on it. There's this guy on TikTok that looks just really? like him just like him it just does. and they, like he's on the brink of getting his own show and, uh, and like possibly bringing back Ernest. do it i mean if because, he's that good man dude i'll find it and send it to you when i was watching like uh him. i was when i was watching beverly hills uh i 
Beverly Hillbillies, I turned to my wife and I was like, I was like, the one thing with this movie is every time Jim Varney uh, says a line, I want to end it with, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Every exactly, line he yeah. says. Yeah. And it would be really cool. I don't know if he does it in the movie at all. I don't think he but does. But it, w- it would be really cool if, if at one moment he goes, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would <laughs> be that great. that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, Tubi, man. Tubi kicks it off again with uh, with coffee. I know, I know Foxy Brown is on uh, Tubi. Yeah, it was about. Yeah, I'm to not start sure if Bucktown is. Over. Man, I I love Tubi so much. I've been going through there, and uh, they have a, lo- a lot of movies kind of leave, and then they just bring new ones back in. And I just love all these streaming services that are free, man. Maybe it's because I pay a hundred dollars a month for Fubo, and it really pisses me off every oh, wow. time that bill comes through. Jesus. But it's our it's our version of cable where we can have a DVR and we can tape stuff. Uh, I got it's you. all that stuff yeah. that we use it for and everything, but. Uh, it, I hate it. But I, my wife likes it a lot more than me. If it was just me, I wouldn't get it because I I can easily survive with Tubi and Pluto and then and like, the three thousand movies you have three thousand and thirty. I did my, uh, I did my uh, yearly inventory. I did my count the other day three thousand and thirty. You know what that would look like if I had them in the boxes? That's what I was telling my wife. It's, I couldn't even imagine because I remember what five hundred looked like. Dude, that would be like you know in the movies when they have a million dollars in a duffel bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like do you remember four duffel bags? Do you remember like, in Hot Fuzz where? Uh, uh, when Nick Frost opens his like man yeah. cave doors, when yeah. uh, Simon Pegg says he's never seen any of those any action of those movies, movies yeah. and it's like this huge like unbelievable wall. Yeah, that there's nowhere near three thousand there. No, I hell mean no. The, it's probably no. a thousand. And yeah, the best thing I ever made, uh, ever did. If you don't care about box yeah. art. I have a filing system where I bought these cool boxes that will look like oversized shoe boxes, but they're fancy. They're kind yeah. of nice black ones. They're like, and uh, like letter boxes. Yeah. And then they have two rows and it will fit discs that are in those paper kind of sleeves, uh, sleeves easily. And each box probably holds, it must hold 250 of them and everything. Yeah. And they, they're, I put them in that, uh, a nice like a uh, cube system that I have set up uh, yeah. a piece of furniture. You can get it like target and it's awesome, man. You could, I've had people come over that spend multiple times in that room and not realize what's in those boxes yeah. until I've shown them. <laughs> I was like, these are all my movies, man. Pretty soon we're going to get a sponsorship from U-Haul too, because you're going to have to go and put all your shit into an air conditioning system. Storage I know. I was unit. like, everyone always has that. Oh, if the house catches on fire, what are you grabbing? Was motherfucking like, movies. I, I think that too, but there's part of me that wishes they would get stolen because I have a lot of fun searching for movies and everything. <laughs> and I, it's, it's not fun anymore. I, I'm looking yeah. through like great deals. I see awesome deals all day long, but I oh, have just these take movies. a box with me when I leave. Yeah, I haven't. Had <laughs> <laughs> oh, you what? You said you wanted yeah. someone to take have your fun, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what they are. I'm, I'm all gonna... about bringing fun. I grabbed 300 random ones. Uh, no, I, I am happy that I can just like any movie I can think of, I can I can yeah. realistically put in. But I still end up watching stuff on Tubi. You know, yeah. I, I own Coffee, the DVD, but when I watched hey, it for the movie, I watched it. The thing is, is that's just one extra step. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's for the movies that I can't get on Tubi, which there are plenty. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of movies that are not streaming. You think yeah. they are. but Posse it, is not on there. It's not on there. No. Yeah, it's, some of these movies are like almost impossible, unless you don't mind paying five ninety nine every time you want to watch a movie. But no. I kind of I rewatch movies so much. Yeah, like at some point, I'm sure I'll have to trim my three thousand down to one thousand yeah. because there are movies in there that I'll never watch again. Sure, no, that I'll never. Well, that's kind of what I'm Jim doing. Cotta. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that those three hundred stack that I'm going through are included in that three thousand. It's very possible that a lot of those are going to be removed from there. Yeah, I'm gonna, Jim Carter's on my short list. I, I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you, 
it better make your fucking fantastic list. We'll I don't want to hear anything I like, but. Most of those old ones will make my very good list. Oh, no. It'll definitely be on it, your dog shit list. No, no, no. <laughs> All canon films I like. You yeah. know, it. Yeah. they will... None of those... Uh, I watch, I'm very good at watching movies with context involved. Yeah. You know, if it's a canon film, if it's a 70s film, if it's this type of... If it's a family film, I can watch it within context. You know, in Kentucky Fried Movie, when they do, like, the whole like actual movie part yeah. that's like enter the dragon. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but it's a real movie. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know cheese, man. I watch garbage. <laughs> I, mean, don't get me wrong. I like to watch every Canon movie they've ever made. So yeah. I'm working my way through almost every Canon movie. Hell yeah. But you electric boogaloo. That's another plug for it, man. Yeah. Check out the Roger Corman documentary and the electric boogaloo one. If you're a fan of movies, man, yeah. especially if you're a fan They're of fun. the hard to find movies like that, uh, check those flicks out, man. We should. I should announce it now. I think it's about time we have some wild card episodes. I Fuck think our yeah. next one should be a wild card. Me and Dave's. Me and Dave are going to do a Tubi, and then I'll do another wild card with them. What do you think? Three movies or five movies? What do we want to go with? Um, it's just the both. Just the two of us for the hell of it. Let's do four. Let's do four. Yeah. All right. Next one, me and Justin do. We're going to do a wild card. Anything you want. Four Don't each. tell me. Surprise. Four each. All right. Surprise me. I'll surprise you with something. Jim Cotta, motherfucker. No, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll, one of them won't be a surprise. One of them will be Jim Cotta. Okay. And the, other, yeah. and the other three will yeah. be... Uh, uh, there. I don't know if I could give you one no, uh, no. to watch, but uh, um, you'll, you'll find something. If you think of one, I'll, I'll watch one as long as it's... Oh, I know what I got for you. The, the, I got it Wrath your, of Man? No, the one... That's oh. a good one, though. That <laughs> might be harder to find. That might... You definitely want to search it on yourself, but I got you one that I know you have. Okay. That good time. The one oh, with okay, Robert with Patton. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll love it, dude. Okay, you'll all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it with your girl. It's Homework. Fun, it's, it's super good. Future Justin. Future Justin. Good time. Good time. Yeah. It's a great movie. Che- everyone check it out. Check that out in Jim Cotta before the next <laughs> episode. I don't know where you can find Jim Cotta. I'm I not sure if that's streaming. I, I found it randomly at for like $3. I I paid for it, I think, somewhere. Oh, you it, own it too? Well, no, no, no. I mean, uh, like... Oh, I, back in I, the day? No, I mean, I, I paid for it streaming for like three ninety nine yeah. somewhere. Um, Let me look it up right now while you're doing it. It might fucking be on Tubi, bro. That just watched. That's another free plug for a company that should be giving us shit. Uh, <laughs> just watch is one of the best apps in the world. It tells you where everything is streaming. Uh, and I just typed it in and you can rent it for two ninety nine on Apple TV, but there is no free streaming of it anywhere. Huh. But you can rent it for $2.99. So do that. And then you can blame the Justin that he spent two ni- that you spent two ninety nine <laughs> on it. I got it for your money will not be refunded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out on our Facebook page, and you can message me or Justin through there. Or you could go old school, and you could send a email fastenwithfilms at gmail or you could leave a like or a comment on our two platforms. Let us know what you think of coffee or what your favorite Pam Greer movie is, and uh, we would appreciate that. And those two platforms are iTunes and SoundCloud. That's what I got. Hell Hopefully yes. we'll be back with Dave. If not, me and Justin will be wildcarding it. So until next time, see you. Peace. Could talk you into, you know, buying some sand on the desert. Hey, and it'll taste good too. I'm like, excuse me? Did I did I just buy this glass of sand from Roger? <laughs>